welcome to the Profiles in Persistence show. I'm Dusty Rollins, founder and owner of Oxford Business Services. We help entrepreneurs and business owners maximize their profit and minimize their taxes. We believe there should be limits to how much the IRS can punish your success. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on this great inspirational daily podcast. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. And today we have Heather Davis Lamb. If you want to find her, you can find her at revenueopsllc.com. How are you doing today, Ms. Heather? I'm doing just fine. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. Hey, I appreciate you coming. And, you know, I just want to make sure we get to know you a little bit better. So can you just start off with who you are and just your story and how you came to be? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, a long time ago in a land far away, I was a musician, which is why you see a lot of instruments behind me. And I was a drummer, ended up playing and, and doing lots of different things. I used to own a music business. And I realized when I opened that business, I didn't know anything about business. So I wound up in school, ended up getting an MBA and a Master of Science in Marketing, and eventually wound up more in the tech space instead of the music space. So I do music for fun now, and I do now business and technology technology for a for in my new business at Revenue Ops LLC. Wow, that is a big <laughs> transition. Uh, so like how did we get from doing music? Because I love music myself. So you're right up my alley. So I was just curious, <laughs> like, you know, we go from, you know, uh, you know, clarinets and treble clefs to keyboards and microchips. Exactly. I know it's, it, you would think that there's not much of a link, but believe it or not, there's much more of a close link between music and technology. I mean, music is really like a series of notes in a certain order, and there's a lot of a uh, lot of rules around what sounds good together and what doesn't. And technology is very simple as well. It's, it's, it's very similar in that there's a lot of rules in order to how you need to do certain processes, certain pieces of technology need to be linked up together, and you need to understand how something flows from one piece to the next, and then also how it all flows together as one, you know, working together in concert to be able to take the data from one place to the other and understand what's happening. And that's very similar, you know, very similar to when you're in an orchestra, you know, as part of like a drummer in the back there, I need to understand what everyone else is doing in order to make my part sound along with theirs so that it sounds like one orchestra playing rather than an orchestra playing with somebody else just kind of hitting things in the background. So so it really is, you know, there's a lot of, of comparisons, a lot of similarities that you can make between the two. Wow. So uh, sounds like you are the conductor of the <laughs> uh, Internet space. So we're going to. That's right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. So um, how did we move into this decision? That's that's what I need to know, because, I mean, yeah, music to computers. Uh, where did that even grow exactly? No, I think it's a good question. I mean, when I owned my own music business a number of years ago, I mean, learning more about this business space, learning more about technology, that was always really interesting to me. And I ended up transitioning and actually um, moved to a role where I was working in higher education, but in sales operations in higher education. You might think, why does higher ed need sales ops? Well, it was really that, you know, I was working in a business that ended up um, selling master's degrees to um, engineering companies like enterprise 
level engineering companies and they needed somebody to manage the technology in the background so that they understood like who their people were who were taking their degrees and what they needed to do and I really got introduced to this whole like Salesforce technology and marketing automation and lots of great pieces of technology that I really wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. So it was a great like intro into that and a great environment. You know, education space is always there to help people learn and, and educate. And where I was, they really helped me to grow and understand the space. And as I was learning a lot more about sales operations and technology, I was reporting up to a director of sales at the university. And he was making a lot of decisions that I noticed were affecting multiple other teams, like the marketing team and the finance team. And all of these things were kind of you know trickling down. And it got me asking the question of, well, why does sales make the decisions for everyone else and how do the sales that's or how do the decisions that the sales team make affect how everyone else is able to do their job and ultimately the revenue down the road for the entire company and in this case the university and so that was a question that kind of trickled in the back of my mind for a while and then when I ended up moving on from that that position to other positions that was still a question that was in the back of my mind I started to see patterns at various companies where the sales team generally was in charge of the people and processes, the technology and the data and analytics for an entire company. But a director of sales always has in mind what's best for their particular team, not necessarily what's best for an entire company. And so I always started to wonder, like, why don't we have more of an independent oversight committee or a team that's really in charge of these types of decisions so that any decisions that are made that affect an entire team from beginning to end on their process processes and their technology, why wouldn't that team be more independent so that they can make a decision that's best for the business as opposed to what's best for one particular team? And so I started doing some more research on the internet and this term revenue operations was kind of new and it had just started cropping up and I started trying to find more information on like, what is this and how does it work? And there wasn't a lot out there. And I'm like, well, this is an opportunity. Like this is an opportunity for maybe for me and, uh, and other people that I know to start to define what this term means and to start get this out there into the ecosystem and start talking about instead of sales operations being separate from marketing operations, being separate from finance operations, instead have that be under one umbrella of revenue operations and start pushing the idea of having a team of independent people who can look at this from a systems thinking perspective and make decisions that will drive revenue for the entire business and benefit all of the teams, not just one. And so that was kind of how this business got born. Uh, this, I now do this for a number of other companies, and we're starting to kind of introduce that concept of revenue operations in kind of a wider space across the country right now. Wow. So it's safe to say that you are the composer of revenue ops, in other words. That's what I thinking. sure hope so. <laughs> exactly. I know we're certainly putting out a lot of, um, you know, different articles and things like that, trying to help people understand what this is, because that's a question people are asking. What is revenue operations? And so we want to be able to help you answer that question. Wow, that is that is amazing. It seems like you and Beethoven have a lot in common because you composed <laughs> uh, a good one right there. I mean, uh, and I think it's just amazing that you were able to put everything under one umbrella because, you know, usually they try to separate everything when there's technically no need. And right. with that, I, I want to know, how do you how do you keep going? Like, how does that motivate you? Because it sounds like you're 
you're taking on a uh, lot. And with everything going on and all the different things that you're bringing into under one umbrella, how do you keep yourself motivated and how do you even keep it organized and keep everything going smoothly? I think that's a great question. And really, I think what's happening in the world nowadays is actually helping drive this initiative forward. So now with COVID and a lot of people working from home, and there's just a lot of change that's happening in the ecosystem where people need access to data, they need to be able to have more visibility into what's happening with their company. And that's where revenue operations comes in. And that's what's driving us forward is we're trying to help these companies get visibility into what's happening with all of their data into what's happening with their processes, into what's happening you know, from a technology standpoint. And we're trying to take things that used to be siloed within individual teams, break down those silos and break down all of those barriers so that now everyone gets full visibility into what's happening throughout the entire system. And so we have companies who are coming to us saying, hey, we have a problem because we can't see what's happening in our system. We want you to help. And whether that be us, you know, in integrating or implementing a new piece of technology for them that will help get them that visibility or building new processes and procedures that can help them um, streamline what they're doing so they don't have five people doing the same thing and having a lot of redundant business processes or even getting access to data and analytics so that they can figure out what's driving their business, what they, what really is, is pushing that ROI number. And we can help them move the needle so that they can make data-driven decisions to push their business forward in a positive direction. And that's kind of what drives me. Like I love to help people and I love it when we can give people the, those data and analytics and the processes and the technology that they need in order to be able to do their job better, faster, and easier. And whatever I can do to help people, that's what I want to do. And that's what our team kind of does for all those companies that are out there. Wow. So what I heard is you pretty much help people with the biggest two things in business, which is how do I save money and how do I make money? And either way it goes, uh, you are on the winning side if you can figure out those two things. So it sounds like they need to make sure they connect with you immediately on those things. Am, am I hearing that right? That's, that's what I heard. I, I would say exactly. I mean, there's a lot that we can do to help people. We can help you with what you currently have. And we can also help you design something that will help you grow and scale in the future. So even if you don't necessarily have a tech system in place or have these processes in place, our team of experts has worked with companies like from, you know, SMB all the way up through enterprise level. And we've been in that space. So we know how to take something from a small business that is just getting off the ground and grow it into an enterprise level business. And so we can help people with whatever they happen to have in place. We can analyze what they're doing and then make suggestions on what they should do to tweak that in order to help drive it forward. Okay. So I got to go, I got to go deeper. I got to go deeper and I got to ask this. And I I just want to know personally, what are the obstacles? What are like the things that you had to overcome just to even get this business into place? Like, I want to know, like, you know, how did you how did you get it out of the mud, as they say, you know, because I know it's a it's a dirty business being an entrepreneur and it takes a lot of work. So I, I want to hear about, you know, what did what did you go through to get here? 
Sure. I mean, for me, you're right. I mean, it's definitely starting a business. There's always obstacles and money's always the first one, right? <laughs> and so you have a couple of choices when it comes to starting a business, right? You can have hopefully capital and you can just say, oh, here's my money and I'm just going to put my money into my business and then grow your business. Or you can also go out and you could seek funding, right? And so there's a lot of people out there. They're going to like these venture capital firms and they're getting you know, people to invest in their business and they're growing. Personally, for me, like I've worked with companies that have had venture capital funding, and I've also worked with companies that haven't. And I'm trying to go the direction of not having that venture capital funding for right now, partly because I want to have more control over the direction I want to see the business move in. And so that's been you know, the biggest challenge for me is trying to figure out how can I grow this business and how can I employ everybody I need to employ, but at the same time, do that without having all of this extra influx of millions of dollars of capital in order to do that. And so we've had to get scrappy. We've had to get creative and try different things and, you know, do what we can do in order to really get our name out there to um, introduce people to who we are and what we can do for them so that we can start to continue to grow the business. So that's been probably the biggest obstacle we've had to overcome. Wow. So it sounds like uh, there's a there's a lot that you had to make sure that you did to make sure that you still have control over I would say your business and just the freedom to be able to move as you please. And I think people kind of overlook that and they don't realize how much that can affect your business when you don't have full transparency or control. And I think that is that is an amazing statement that you made right there. But it also lets me uh, believe you're still a big time composer because, you know, you, it sounds like you are definitely writing it down on this paper how you want it to go. And I love that. I love that to death. So. The thing is, with all of these, uh, you know, great things that you're giving us, what's next? What's the plan? What's going on in the future? Like, I mean, you guys, uh, I'm pretty sure you're still chugging uphill and Absolutely. we're not all the way at the top. So what can we look forward to? Uh, no, I think that's a great question. And so what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to grow and we're trying to scale just like we're trying to help other companies grow and scale. And so that's really what we're in the process of doing is we're actually doing for ourselves what we're advising people to do. We're growing our technology stack. We're doing things and creating new pe processes and and that our people can work with so that everything's more streamlined. We're getting access to our own data and analytics so we can see what's working and what's not. And then we're trying to develop all of that so that we can grow the business. And so, you know, even over the past year, I brought on five new people, which is great. So we've started to, you know, increase what's happening. And so for a company that's less than a year old to be able to start that kind of growth it, with very little venture capital funding, we're doing okay. And so now we're going to continue that. And we are, based on the analytics that we currently have, we're actually we're we're a part of the hockey stick like we're on an exponential growth curve which is fantastic and things look like it's really gonna you know shape up so what we've been doing is we've been creating a lot of content we've been attending a lot of events we've definitely been putting our name out there and speaking and trying to get in front of people but our business is growing as our name is getting out there and the and the company has really become more well known and we're starting to get well known in the space of revenue operations because we're helping define what that space is and so so that's the great part about it. And then we're hoping that this revenue operations idea, it seems like it's really taking off. And over the next couple of years, it's going to become more and more important. And we're very happy that we're positioning ourselves as a leader in the space so that our company is going to be in a good place in order to continue to grow as that market grows. 
All right. So in other words, you guys are the foundation and you are building and building and building. And before you know it, you're going to have what a big building downtown. It's like, wait, is that Mm -hmm. Heather Davis lamb right there? And her company. So uh, I get it. I get it. I like, I like the plan. I like the plan. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So, I mean, this is definitely for entrepreneurs. So my, my question and my thought is not my thought, but I would say what I want to ask you is what, what can advice can you give anybody out there that if their own, their own business owners and like with your, with your experience of what you've overcome and your wisdom of what you've seen, definitely transition from music to the tech world like where can you say was your biggest struggle and how would you like give advice to anybody else that are trying to maybe make a transition into something that is unknown at the time, but has more similarities than what they realize? Well, I know that when something's unknown, it's really scary. But honestly, if you're doing things that are scary to you, you're growing. And that's an important thing. And so you're growing as a person, you're learning new things. So the first thing I would tell people is don't be scared um, of being scared. Like that's that's an important thing. It's something that happens. You are going to learn. And don't be afraid of failing either. I mean, nobody gets it right on the first try every single time. Like that's okay. It's all right to try things, A, B, test, see what works and what doesn't and then just continue to improve and the way that you can tell whether you're improving is have access to those data and analytics pieces that'll show you what's working what's not so if you're sending an email make sure you have technology that'll show you what your open rates are your click rates are your reply rates are and make sure if you're sending a second email that's supposed to replace the first one be measuring that and then look at the difference between the two which one is working better and then use the better one like it's about testing things out like nothing is the same for every single company you're always going to have to you know try out new messaging you're going to have to try out new things for reaching your customers and to getting to your particular base but if you're properly measuring what's happening and you're using the right technology so that you're spending less time on doing manual work and more time on actually working with your prospects then you're going to be able to really build your business and and make it stronger and better and faster and so that way you're going to be able to bring in that revenue that you need to bring in Wow. Well, I just want to, you know, say thank you. I appreciate the information. I appreciate you uh, joining us today. It is definitely amazing. Miss Heather Davis Lamb, if you want to find her, you can find her at revenueopsllc.com. Is there anything else you want to let us know or... Now, I, I really hope that we're able to talk to lots of people. I hope your listeners are able to look us up and you know give us a chat. And we love to meet new people. So definitely feel free to, to contact us. It would be great. Appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you for you. the opportunity. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Have a good day. Dusty Rollins here. Thank you so much for listening to Profiles in Persistence. If you are a successful business owner or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit thetaxcure.com slash podcast slash apply. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Profiles in Persistence. I love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes 
and go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, www.thetaxcure.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.